Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo, a place where you're going to find inspiration, wisdom, and healing. A podcast for men. Hello there. Welcome to Late Night Talks with Amy Jo. <laughs> How are you? It feels so good to be back here hanging out with you. I hope that you're happy and well and strong and healthy. My voice is a bit off tonight. I'm not really sure why, so just bear with me. It's a little crackly. I'm not sure what's going on. (laughs) I also want to welcome all the new listeners Super exciting to have you join the community here at good old Late Night Talks. (laughs) Sometimes it gets loud and crazy, but we're always real and raw. I channel through my heart in hopes to open yours. And most of us as humans, not all, have been battered and bruised and beaten either emotionally, mentally, or physically, or maybe we've done that to others. Some have many swords in their back, but what we do here at Late Night Talks is learn how to not personalize them, right? We understand that that behavior is from something much deeper. And we understand where that behavior is coming from. And how we do this is by understanding our own craziness. (laughs) Right? Yes. 77% of what we've learned growing up was negative. So listen, not a soul here is perfect. And no one is meant to be perfect. Imperfection is absolutely beautiful. We are just visitors here on this earth, the University of Earth, right? It's a school, a school floating in space. It's crazy right now. Think about this, how crazy and absurd life is, okay? The earth is spinning at a thousand miles an hour right now. And we don't feel a damn thing. It's crazy. It's incredible. Life is amazing. And I hope that you find the absurdity in it yourself. And find the joy and enjoy this ride as we fly through space. I don't know if I'm the only one, but I don't know if you're having crazy dreams out there as well, but I've been having some weird ass dreams. (laughs) I had one last night that I had this baby attached to me. It wasn't my baby. I didn't actually have the baby in my dream. I mean, I've had, I've had kids, but there's, those days are long gone. Okay. Nothing else is coming through that canal. There was that train has passed. <laughs> but this baby in my dream, I didn't know whose baby it was. There was other people in my dream. 
but it was basically just me and this baby and the baby couldn't stop laughing and smiling at me. It was the happiest baby ever. And there was all kinds of chaos going around, like around us. I don't remember what it was. All as I could remember was seeing this baby's face as I would look down and it was like the greatest smile, the greatest laugh. I woke up in the best mood. I was just like super happy. And I think it was because of the baby. <laughs> but happy babies and dreams actually mean good friends and family because you're a sincere person. But it also means warmth and the arrival of good news. So I will keep you posted on that to see what good news comes. I think good news comes every day, really, in some way, shape or form. I see every day as a new page of growing with knowledge or some type of information, which is good news because it helps me in some way. But anyway, pay attention to your dreams. That's the subconscious mind speaking to you. And I also think we go into the other dimensions while we're sleeping, but that's a whole nother topic. <laughs> okay, let's do our quick check-in and then we will get into the topic. If you don't like to listen to my stories in the beginning, you can always fast forward. Some people enjoy it, some people don't, and I totally get that. So let's place a hand on your heart. And as you do this, pull all your intention inward. And I want you to scan the body for any emotions or feelings that you might be experiencing. And today, I want you to rank your mood from one to 10, one being really shitty, 10 being freaking amazing. And if you're on that lower scale, ask yourself how you can get up to the number 10 over the next hour. And we have the ability to do this because we have control of the mind and the body. Let's take a deep belly breath in through the nose. And I want you to hold it. As you exhale, I want you to relax every muscle in your body. Yes. Okay. Well done. I will start out with this. A woman cannot follow where a man does not lead. And I'll say it again. A woman cannot follow where a man does not lead. Now this topic may trigger some of you and that is not at all my intentions. I just want to share useful information for growth purposes only. But if we do get triggered by something I say or anything external of ourselves, that's a signal, right? And I've said it before. 
This is our body's way of saying something is being neglected within us. That's that shadow man that we've spoken about in the past. That's all. My goal here is to help us to all be our best authentic version of ourselves. Okay? So tonight, we're going to discuss nice guys, bad boys, and good men. Which one are you? You might be surprised. And we will also cover what women really want. And I'm well aware at the same time that there are nice girls, good women, and bad, bad broads, to put it nicely. (laughs) But tonight, let's just concentrate on the fellas, okay? Let's start with something called the nice guy syndrome. Nice guy syndrome is often someone who puts others' needs before his own. It could be in relationships and work with friends. Being a nice guy may get you what you want, but it can also do serious damage, especially to yourself. This is someone who inaccurately internalized an emotional belief that he is not okay just as he is. This nice guy syndrome is defined as a phenomenon in which a man is a nice guy who believes that he deserves romantic and sexual attention in reciprocation for being nice. We all deserve reciprocity in our connections. However, these types of men want and crave validation. And guys with this type of syndrome are really not uncommon in our time. And the number is actually increasing. And the cause for these considerable changes in the population of nice guys may be traced back to their upbringing and the modern tendencies. This may be quite perplexing for men since the phrase, you know, women say they prefer nice guys is misinterpreted in this context. My own and many other women's experiences have taught me that certain women are not capable of being with nice guys, although there are plenty out there that are. I'm not implying that. There's something called the depolarization of energy. We're going to discuss it in another time. It's too much to get into tonight. But basically, the masculine and the feminine are not necessarily being either man or woman, right? But as universal forces, both a man and a woman have the capacity to animate masculine and feminine energy. So couples can be the same or the opposite sex. And what creates or diminishes attraction is usually the level of polarity within the relationship. I don't want to get off track, so let's just stick with this. I'll talk about that in another episode. But I actually know a few nice guys. And they're usually in careers or occupations that are much below their potential or their capabilities. 
they're usually in very destructive, unhealthy, imbalanced relationships. They're the ones that don't stand up for themselves. They do as they're told. And they basically almost sabotage almost every area of their lives because of this. So as a man, you should understand why being a nice guy is not actually a good thing. There's a distinction between being nice and being kind. Having a nice guy syndrome doesn't exclude you, of course, from being kind or a kind person in other situations. The difference between kind and being nice is that nice guys are those that act to be kind in order to get something out of it. He may even behave this way unintentionally and may really feel down and depressed or surprised when he doesn't receive something back in return. A good example of this is a man who meets maybe a female and he tries to entice her with some kind of a way, right? To get what he wants, he'll treat her with kindness, thinking that by doing this, he's going to persuade her, even force her into maybe having sexual relations with him, right? I've been there. But kind men, on the other hand, they're more kind, not because they think that the kind behavior is is the driving force between male and female attraction, but it's because they feel the need to be kind to others. And most of the time, those who are kind have a strong sense of self-awareness and they don't feel the need to mask their true motives beneath acts of compassion. You know, their generosity is always accompanied by an attitude of gratitude. Let's look at some of the traits that makes someone a nice guy. They may have some kind of a hidden agenda behind their actions, right? Like we talked about, they're very indirect with their communication. There may be passive aggressive tendencies. There's absolutely no boundaries. They're not being fully honest nor genuinely nice. They often avoid conflict and important discussions and fear friction. They may seek approval from others. They find a lot of difficulty in making their own needs a priority. Nice guys come off as needy and insecure. They're very predictable. And they can be very dull and lack excitement because of that predictability. Nice guys strive to satisfy everyone and they end up failing to be present for the ones who really matter. They often have that suppressed rage and then that comes out at, you know, inappropriate times or their freaking anger bursts come out because they're holding so much in. They tend to lie, conceal, and manipulate just to achieve what they want. They may hide their flaws and limitations and they operate from more in their heads than in their bodies. They make a lot of excuses and these types of men are intimidated by women because of their insecurity and they can be very obsessive. They allow their insecurity to run their life, really. So what makes 
these types of men have these behaviors. I think one of the most common mistakes, I think it's with any of us really, is that we lack self-analysis. We're always projecting out, right? So they can't really understand these nice guys. They can't really understand that they're really not being authentic and true. And along with that, most of the time they experience some type of despair as a result of maybe not receiving enough female attention. The most common cause of this behavior is, like everything else, it's due to childhood conditioning. And many times, it's a disconnection with an influential father figure. So it's a lack of a mental or emotional nurturing or support. And there could have been a situation where a father was maybe even physically abusive or mentally or emotionally as well. Or they could have had a nice guy as a father who did everything that he was told to do, you know, and they pick up on that. They repeat that. There may have been circumstances where there was no father and they were raised by a mother, a mother who coddled them and showed them to treat a woman with respect. However, there wasn't that masculine structure there and not having a connected, trusting relationship with a strong, good male figure. And then you're being thrown into the world as an adult. Guys don't know what to be, especially in the society where they're basically being emasculated. So no wonder that men can be very confused. So behind all that, at the core of this behavior, it comes from shame, anxiety, and fear, which is rooted in some type of neglect, not feeling good enough, low self-esteem. Over our lifetime, we've constructed this universal baseline of ourselves regarding our appearance or our conduct, whatever. And we create some story about ourselves feeling fundamentally flawed, inferior, or worthless. Shame involves silence. It involves secrecy, a fear of being seen, a fear of expressing, a fear of being found out. And this is a painful, intense emotion that can feel very isolating. It's not spoken about enough. And I don't want you to beat yourself up. Most of the time, these nice guys, they don't know why they are the way that they are. They don't realize what they're doing. You know, again, 95% of our behavior comes from our subconscious. That is embedded deeply in our subconscious. But the good news is that we have the ability to reprogram our subconscious and it takes effort and patience. And this is why hypnosis is very powerful. But anyway, how do we overcome being a nice guy in today's world? We want to start by strengthening our self-compassion. First, you want to be that man 
and recognize that you've been that nice guy and openly admit that to yourself. Become that curious explorer. Understand that it's very, very, very easy for shame to conceal itself behind what looks like anger or guilt. It can also manifest itself as despair or depression. So you really want to acknowledge what could be taking place by getting that honesty card out. It's taking off that mask that we often hide behind and admit that we have a problem. For this instance, it's nice guy syndrome. Secondly, as uncomfortable as it is to maybe open up to someone, whether it's a a family member, a friend, a counselor, or a coach, talking about this will really get the ball rolling in your healing process, not holding it in. When I work with people, they open up to me and they share what they've been holding in for so long. And afterwards, they say, I feel so much better for getting that out. And I know that might be very challenging for some of you to speak to someone. But if this is, you know, if you struggle in this approach, maybe begin by writing in a journal. Write the behaviors that you're aware of that you're doing. And start with that. And as you do this, this can start the self-forgiveness process. And I understand that many of us have resistance to the idea of self-forgiveness because it feels so foreign and so unnatural, right? But it's very, very important. And then from there, you'll begin to understand the nature of the shame, you know, where it came from. Remember that shame is an extremely normal thing that so many people deal with, but it's just not spoken about enough. Shame is just our brain's way of dealing with a threat of disconnection. Okay, and then from there you can label it. This shame is just an emotion. This doesn't mean this is who you are. But when you look at it from this kind of a perspective, it makes it easier to distance yourself from it. Doesn't it? You can even feel that already. Putting a label on it, saying, oh, this is just an emotion. This isn't who I am. Hold any judgments of yourself. Remember that pathological critic. It'll come out at any time. Play with your mind. (laughs) If you haven't listened to that episode, The Pathological Critic, I highly recommend you do that. The mind can play a lot of tricks on you. Another important thing is to become real vulnerable with yourself. And what's really important is to get the ego out of the way because the ego will block you from the pain of shame and we need to feel and experience this emotion in order to kind of move it out of the body you want to remove the limiting beliefs 
that keep you from from being true and authentic to yourself. This is a journey where we strip down to the nakedness of our soul and find our self-worth, our respect, and love. You're a beautiful being. And we should not waste it by being just another actor on the stage of this planet. Your unique authenticity matters. When you do this work, when you embody true healing, you're never going to want to be a nice guy again. Trust me. If you need assistance and a little bit of guidance in this area, feel free to reach out to me. But for now, we have to move along to the bad boys. (laughs) The treat them mean to keep them keen team. (laughs) What is it to be a bad boy? This is the rebel, the heartbreaker, the adventurous risk taker, those with a dark triad personality. The seductive swagger, the desired ones, the tall, dark, and horrible. (laughs) Even with all the signs of heartbreak on the horizon, why do women still find bad boys so appealing? We're going to find out. Bad boys are really not sought after consciously by women, but they are subconsciously drawn to them. And obviously the definition of bad varies depending on the woman, but this can mean unattainable, elusive, guarded, maybe shy, rebellious, noncommittal, emotionally unavailable, lost, rude, dominant, abusive, and even a criminal. (laughs) No, this is very, this is very unhealthy and toxic. And we're going to get into that. But these bad boys, you know, they have that ain't got no time for you attitude. They got the other options open. And, you know, They don't give you the time of day. They wait days to text you back. And it's part of their game to get a woman to want them even more. I highly do not recommend this because mature men don't play games. They don't have time for BS. And a mature man has way too much self-respect for this type of behavior. Bad boys projected self-reliant mastery hides their human need for connection. They are scared like a child under all that ego is fear. And living this way ends up sucking the life out of these type of guys. The stress of it will make them get older a lot quicker over time. The denial of the primordial need for human intimacy, for a deep connection to a partner can only 
be repressed for so long before either you give up or something starts breaking. And for a lot of these guys, the breakdown begins to manifest in their bodies when the men surrender to their feelings and needs. A bad boy's outward struggle with men or women mimics his inward struggle. You know, his emotional ADHD makes it difficult to settle down with others. Makes it difficult to find deeper purpose. And with that, he can't get deep within himself. He lacks trust within himself. He lacks trust with others and in life in general. It's as if he has to be one step ahead at all times of what might be coming after him, right? It could even just be his own emotions. And they can be very successful in their ways. However, there is a deep sense of loneliness within these types of men. Evolutionary biologists would classify bad boys as hypermasculine, according to the University of Louisiana professor and psychologist Michael R. Cunningham. These men emit testosterone. He continues leading to aggressive and increased sexuality. Negatively interpreted psychological dark triad traits are shown by bad boys, according to a relationship expert, Marissa T. Cohen. She states that they may be narcissistic, having a sense of entitlement, a sense of self-importance, callous and manipulative, or even a psychopathic ways as well, displaying antisocial or impulsive behavior. And what we find is women seem to be after their sperm, not necessarily their partnership. (laughs) Science, especially evolutionary biology, helps explain why bad boys appeal to women. According to Dr. Vicure, females are more attracted to masculine males throughout their menstrual cycle when they are most fertile. Men with more masculine qualities may have better quality genes. So it is possible that they are appealing to women on the unconscious evolutionary level. But when women are asked what they really want in a partner, obviously women prefer qualities like honesty, reliability, respectability, a willingness to compromise. So they often state that they would consciously avoid partners who are disrespectful and abusive like these other men. So women know that these bad boy types are really not good for long-term partners. But then studies also show that a girl's inner life may be drawn to a bad boy as a way of maybe vicariously expressing her own inner rebel. We're attracted to features and individuals that we wish we had, says sociologist and clinical 
sexologist Sarah Melancon. So even if this trait makes him an unsuitable partner in the long term, it may make him so alluring that the potential anguish associated with it seems worth it. Another thing is that has something to do with attraction is when we want something that we can or shouldn't have, our desire for it becomes exponentially stronger and stronger over time. Many individuals that are nurturing or empathetic choose these types of toxic bad guys because we choose to see the good in them rather than the bad. And women with rejecting or distant parents get lured into these types of men frequently. Now, I'm guilty. People may have seen me as naive in the past, but I saw all the red flags. I saw everything that was happening. I knew what was happening, but I turned a blind eye to it in hopes that they would change or tell me the truth. But men who do not wish to change won't. Irrational, illogical, and unhealthy behavior almost always results in failure, in disappointment, in heartache, and worse, abuse. Which is what I've experienced. Women who have unresolved fundamental emotional and psychological problems are drawn to toxic guys because they unnecessarily think that they deserve to be treated unfairly. They don't feel desirable or good enough and often have a twisted definition of love. And it's sad. You know, some women like the thrill of a challenge because of the dopamine rush the exhilaration associated with this anticipation, you know, and the expectation of a reward. These are women that end up in these situations called the trauma bonding from these lonely bad boys. And I did a podcast on that a long while ago too, on trauma bonding. Women also are attracted to these guys because they want to nurture, grow, and alter them. You know, women fall in love with a man's potential and spend time and energy attempting to improve them. And the thing about bad boys is they're going to really take any girl who allows them to be that bad boy. But it also depends on the sort of bad guy we're talking about. You know, the rebel, they'll get rapidly get tired of the one who attempts to bind him down and make him comply. I think it's time to move away from the bad boy and start talking about the good man. (laughs) A good man is a conscious man. It's healthy masculinity. The man who prides himself on his character and integrity 
should be acknowledged as a viable option for a romantic partner. He is whole and authentic. There's joy in his heart from giving without any expectation of receiving anything back. A good man sees kindness as a lifestyle. What are some of these traits? A good man is aware. He shows his intentions. He respects himself and holds boundaries. He's self-sufficient and confident, but not cocky. He is one who is emotionally intelligent. He listens, processes information without reacting. He communicates with truth and honesty. He stands up for himself. He's one who is loyal to his family and friends. He's supportive and inspirational. He's stable and plans financially for the future. He shows vulnerability, expressing emotions, whether it's fear, shame, sadness, tenderness, or kindness. He's nurturing. He's sensitive to others' needs. He's direct and assertive. He's disciplined and certain. He has compassion and has love for himself and others. He addresses disrespect. He's responsible. He protects but doesn't control. He approaches and isn't intimidated by women because he knows what he can bring to the table. He's driven and focused. He has gratitude. He is a man who is heart-centered. And I'm going to tell you now, women find these traits to be really sexy. Let me ask you, what do you find sexy in a woman? And I'm speaking about traits and values, not a beautiful ass or chest. Who is she under all that? Ask yourself that. Write them down. Most guys look for wifey material, right? And women are out there looking for hubby material. And there's nothing wrong with that. A good man invites or has someone in his life not because he needs them, but because he wants them to be part of his life. This is vital when you want to attract a quality partner. When you meet someone that is whole, and I know I've said this a zillion times on this podcast, I'm sorry, but there's no other way to say it. These are facts. When you have your goals, when your own goals going on, you have a strong sense of purpose going on, and you're confident and sure of yourself, you will attract the same. And when you do, that's a true fucking power couple right there. It's not one half. It's not 50% here and 50% there. You come at 100%, they come at 100%. And this is polarized feminine and masculine energy. As women get older, you know, we grow, we mature, we experience the agony 
and the suffering and the disappointment of all the bad boy relationships. We really start to look for and appreciate men who will satisfy our needs. Someone who will love us, who will care for us, who will respect us, and those who can be a great partner or father. As a woman in my experience, I've always attracted the bad boy type, like most women seem to. I'll admit, I loved the excitement and the challenge. I'm not one for routine when it comes to relationships. Doing the same thing day in and day out, it is too predictable for me. I like adventure and trying new things. You gotta mix it up, right? And that bad boy is enticing. When it comes to these toxic guys, I never really knew what was coming with them, as messed up as that was. That's what was exciting for me. And on the other hand of that, I felt as though I could be their hero. I had that hero complex my entire life, which comes from a wound. I had my own issues. And this is why I got involved in so many unhealthy relationships. After a few attempts of trying to better these guys, you know, I would leave because I did have too much self-respect to stick around for the manipulative games. I knew what was going on and it was very painful, truly. And I've, I've learned a lot from that and now I understand what's behind that all. I mean, it sounds like I've been in a ton of relationships, but I really haven't, honestly. I've been in a few long-term relationships, but only one was somewhat healthy. So I've tried dating the nice guy type too. I'm strong and I'm stubborn as hell sometimes, so I need a bit of pushback from someone. I need someone to tell me no. Someone to make the tough decisions with confidence. Someone to protect me without jealousy or controlling behavior. Someone to stand next to me. Someone to inspire and push me. And I didn't experience this with nice guys. There are many good men out there. And I've met a few. And it's refreshing. So, I guess tonight, let me ask you once again, what kind of man are you? What kind of man do you want to be? And it's not for anyone but yourself. And the main two things is confidence without cockiness and purpose. And I think when you have those two things, confidence is huge. And when you have confidence, kind of plays out in all other areas in your life. To end this evening, I would love to share a poem with you. And hopefully these words will leave an imprint 
on your heart. This is by Rudyard Kipling and the poem is If. If you keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. If you can trust yourself when all men doubt you but make allowance for their doubting too. If you can wait and not be tired by waiting or being lied about, don't deal in lies or being hated, don't give way to hating and yet don't look too good nor talk too wise. If you can dream and not make dreams your master, if you can think and not make thoughts your aim, if you can meet with triumph and disaster and treat those two imposters just the same, if you can bear to hear the truth you've spoken, twisted by knaves to make a trap for fools, or watch the things you give your life to broken, and stoop and build them up with worn out tools. If you can make one heap of all of your winnings and risk it on one turn of pitch and loss and lose and start again at your beginnings and never breathe a word about your loss. If you can force your heart and nerve and sinew to serve your turn long after they are gone and so hold on when there is nothing in you except the will in which says to them, hold on. If you can talk with crowds and keep your virtue or walk with kings nor lose the common touch, if neither foes nor loving friends can hurt you, if all men count with you but none too much, if you can fill the unforgiving minute with 60 seconds worth of distance run. Yours is the earth and everything that's in it. And which is more, you'll be a man, my son. And there you have it for tonight's with this closing, I would love to ask a favor of you, and I'm asking for your help. If you wouldn't mind, if you find value in this podcast, I would love it if you could leave a review, rate it, subscribe, or maybe share it with a friend. Because my friend, sharing is caring. And I would love it if you could help me. When we do these types of things in helping others, you will find that others will do the same for you in whatever those endeavors are. 
I'm only here to help make the world a little bit brighter. And by you rating this podcast and leaving a review, you would be helping the world be a bit brighter too. Thank you all for sticking around and listening and constantly coming back and supporting me. I love you all. I appreciate you all. Let's make the world better by being better ourselves. I'll see you soon.